I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back on the Jeff Talkin' Show. Joined now by Dan Devine, senior NBA writer, senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports uh, on Twitter at... Your man, Divine. He's got a piece up about his all-star selections. That, by the way, will uh, be unveiled tonight. And uh, so we will learn about the all-star reserves tonight. In the meantime, uh, Dan, I don't know uh, the, the whole Groundhog Day, Puxatani, but if he were in Memphis, he would see that the sky is falling, actually. The sky is falling in Memphis. They have lost six of seven. Uh, should we believe that the sky is falling? No, Dan Divine. Hello? Oh, there we are. There you are. Hi, I'm here. Are you're you guys here. there? Now we, 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 it was a technological snafu, uh, but now I, you're well, here. Thank you. It's pro- it was probably me. It was probably the bad vibes of, of the Memphis Grizzlies, right. the sky falling, Nothing's everything working. coming down together. Um, yeah, I mean, so it, it, we've mixed up our animals. So we've gone from Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil to Chicken Little. Um, yeah, 100% I think, right. Yes. I think that, I think that the, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest that it's, that's like why we bring everything. you on, Dan. This is why we have you here for this sort of analysis. It is not great. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, I get, I get paid a lot of money to come up with, <laughs> with uh, terms that incisive. Uh, it's uh, the, the, the losing losing that game last night was was a, a a major frustration. Where it's like you know you've the, the, you know you're you're not dealing with an opponent at full strength. You're not dealing with with uh, you know that, that is a, a game that you should have won. Uh, Damian Lillard obviously has been on like a heater to, uh, of all heaters over the last. You know, month or so. I think it was something like thirty-nine and eight over his last eleven games, and shooting the lights out. You saw that last night. But you're dealing with a Portland team that lost Jeremy Grant at the end of the first half. That lost Yusuf Nurkic well before that. That was playing. You know, uh, players. A lot of players who probably wouldn't wind up in the Grizzlies rotation on a on a good night, and it just didn't seem to matter. And then the execution, late game execution. We've talked about being an issue at times. Um, uh, especially when an opponent can keep you in the half court. It's, it, these are versions of the problems we've talked about in varying, to varying degrees and at various times over the last couple of seasons. It's the, you know, the, the dice are coming up snake eyes uh, pretty consistently now, whereas they were, you, know, you were rolling sixes for uh, you know, uh, uh, 11 straight games or something like that, 10 straight games. So uh, I think that broad, you know, big picture, you know the, the the larger sample. This will sort of all even out in the wash to still a very good team. But I think if you if we, when we were talking last week, we were saying are the Grizzlies a team that needs to think about adding or should they just be standing pat? I think that what you've seen in terms of the last you know couple of weeks should should give you the pause of maybe Danny Green alone isn't going to be the rotation ballast that we need, and maybe we need to be a little bit more aggressive in finding uh, that upgrade. Uh. 
I don't know how much of the game you were able to catch, but uh, did you did you have any thoughts on Danny Green and what he might be able to add? I mean, I think a big. I mean, the, the the fact that he like he's welcomed and already just like that they like they seem to dig him and like him and that Taylor Jenkins seems to trust him. I think those are all important things. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy who's just off of a, a lengthy layoff for, for a knee injury, and also like Danny Green's getting up there in years and wasn't necessarily the most spry uh, mover uh, in Philadelphia before that. You know, like uh, there's a, 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 a Sixers podcast called The Right to Ricky Sanchez, and they would talk about how he sort of moves a little bit, like he has to go to the bathroom as he's trying to get across half court. Um, you know, the, the, the gate is not necessarily, uh, you know, Usain Bolt, but he knows where to be. He's got safe crackers hands. He's been in a ton of huge games. And if you need, you know, another reliable shooter to park in the corner to who's, who is also not going to sweat, um, you know, if he's missed a few in a row, like you're not going to have, you know, one of the issues with young guys sometimes in playoff series is if they miss a couple in a row, the next, you know, the third one they get, they might be, you know, at that record scratch moment of like, oh, wait, am I really ready to shoot this? Danny Green has uh, been putting up those shots in the, in the finals. You know, like he's not going to, he knows that's what he's there to do. So that in terms of just the, the way that opponents have to guard you when they know you're not going to hesitate is different than if they think they can, you know, lay off you a little bit or they don't have to close out quite as hard, and that can have sort of cascading effects for what opens up elsewhere in the half court, which is a big deal. I mean, that, that could be potentially big, but I think you're also probably, especially for, for the foreseeable future, like the here and now, if you're expecting more than, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes a game of serviceable 3 and D play from Danny Green, I think you'd, you might be expecting too much. Not, not to say that that's not very much at all. I mean, that's obviously a, a, big, a big help if that's what you get, but uh, I think if you are a team with bigger aspirations that is as close as the Grizzlies are to the top of the Western Conference and that has the, uh, you know, the wherewithal in terms of picks and assets and young players and all the rest to go and find uh, something that might be a little bit of a bigger ad than that. I think this is the last couple of weeks uh, should maybe give you some, some reason to think that maybe you should go and do that. I will tell you, by the way, once people start, and I can say this because I am 61 years old and I've experienced this. One people, once people start attaching compliments like spry and sharp as a tack <laughs> and sharp as a tack to you, you know what they're, you know, it's sort of a backhanded, uh, backhanded way of discussing my and, and Danny Green's, uh, athleticism. Anyway, one of uh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites like that is he moves pretty well for a big guy. <laughs> right, well, exactly. I, you right. know what you're saying is that he's, he's, right. he's, it is a surprise that he's he would shocked. be moving that well given um, his shape. Anyway, um, so uh, you know, so now we all just we're all just talking about OG Ananobi 24 hours a day, basically. <laughs> and and the latest deal I don't know that ESPN had was. Uh, Danny Green, Zaire Williams, three firsts. That's uh, a Memphis in 23 and 25 and Golden State in 24. Uh, all for OG Ananobi. I present this to you. You are now Zach Kleiman, and you can only say yes or no. You can't. You, this is it. This is they've, Otherwise, they're taking it to New Orleans and, and taking their off. Okay. That, that's not fair to say that. I can only say no. Yes or no. Yes or no. Yes. Uh-huh. I think I say yes. I'll be uh, because you don't get this close that often, and I respect the general idea of you. 
you're an organization that loves to draft, that believes you can find value in places other teams can't, that has consistently hit home runs late in the first round, early in the second round, stuff like that. You know, continue to round out your rotation in those ways and that you see opportunities where other teams might not. But OG Ananobi was a lottery talent that only fell to the middle of the first round, like a high lottery talent that only fell to the middle of the first round because he had a knee injury at Indiana. And he has played, like, at different points, a defensive player of the year candidate this season. He has been a high-volume, legitimate three-point shooter for the catch-and-shoot option. The stuff that we talked about Danny Green maybe being able to provide for the, for the Grizzlies and this iteration of the Grizzlies, OG Ananobi would, you know, be several orders of magnitude beyond that in terms of what he could bring to the table. And he's also young, and you still have a little bit of a runway in – before he hits free agency, it's not just, you know, you're not a three-month rental. You have like a year and change with him. It's essentially a similar kind of calculus to the Justice Winslow trade, except with a way better player right now. And I think that there's – and, and that, you know, that Grizzlies team was trying to find the connective tissue on the off chance that maybe they could get into the, you know, the, the fringe of the, of the, the play-in tournament. This Memphis team is trying to find that, you know – piece of the puzzle that gets you to the title. And I think if you are not willing to put the additional uh, assets you've stockpiled into the middle for a move that I really think could be that deal, then I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Uh, Jeffrey, my producer here, uh, who calls you every week, um, he wonders if OG Ananobi is really that good. In other words, is he a, become a mythical creature right. that we're all focused right. on? Yes. And how, how good is he? He is not. There's a, a similar sort of corollary here to a couple of players that have come, you know, come through Denver, right? So it's of the, the player type we're talking about, Jeremy Grant, we're talking about Aaron Gordon. Right. We're talking about guys who maybe were... Uh, you know, in terms of, of what they can do as you know, playmaker. You know, playmakers not really high end on that level. Uh, not like great cr- shot creators on their own, but dependable shooters who can defend all over the, the positional spectrum and who you can trust to play in big playoff games and who have played big minutes in big playoff games. And Jeremy Grant was in that role in Oklahoma City. He was in that role in Denver and then decided, you know, I, when he hit free agency, I, I want to see if I could be a number one. He goes to Detroit overall success level not high but he stretched his game and then he winds up back in port in portland playing like a a plus version of the 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 role player role he had in denver and looking like a near all-star in that capacity right um aaron gordon fits into denver even better than uh than jeremy grant did and winds up being a near all-star in that role i think that's the order of player we're talking about here if OG Ananobi, and there have been rumblings and reports of that OG Ananobi, one of the frustrations for him in Toronto is that he's sort of down the offensive pecking order behind Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. And if you're getting, if he wants to do the Jeremy Grant thing of like, I want to go to a team where I get to take 20 shots a game, he's not good enough to be that guy, I don't think. I would be very surprised if he could efficiently and effectively impact winning in a positive way as the number one offensive option on a team. But... He doesn't have to be a, like a, 
an all-NBA player to be the right player for your team when you've already got the guy who creates the offense and you've already got the guy who protects the rim and you've already got the second creator who can shoot 45% from three. He doesn't have to be that guy in all those capacities and check all those boxes. He just has to be the guy that connects those dots. And I think he, like, in that respect, I think he absolutely is good enough to be that guy. I don't think he's, you know, we're not talking about, uh, you know, the Celtics getting Kevin uh, Garnett and Ray Allen, but we're talking about the kind of, like, the way that, that Gordon looked for that Denver team before Jamal Murray got hurt, and it was like they, fought, they found the exact right piece to connect this lineup. I think Ananobi has the capacity to be that kind of guy. Um, there are two different chemistry issues, one which you just highlighted. If he wants to get all the shots, um, Jaws taking all the shots, and Dez is taking all the shots, and that is, it, it is both for, this, for the rest of this year, but then also going forward could be a challenge. Secondly, if you keep Dylan Brooks in this trade because Toronto doesn't attach value to him because he is a free agent at the end of the year, mm-hmm. um, do they fit together? Who starts? Is that a problem? It's, it's a very good question. Um, I think, you know, the, the sort of assumption for the, for the most part has been like he'd probably need to go out in whatever deal you make because he'd be the sort of matching salary on a bigger deal. But this is not that, that one where you'd have to attach, like, multiple salaries to make it happen. It's a great question because obviously the Grizzlies have a, a lot of faith in Dylan Brooks. You know, they're, they're every, it seems like every year now or every time there's a national game that comes up, we have that conversation of, like, is Dylan Brooks the, the, the problem that the Grizzlies need to solve? And all the Grizzlies players are like, he takes all those shots because he does what he does on the defensive end and we trust him. And it's like, well, that was a pretty hard-earned uh, – that, that he, he earned that uh, – he came by that honestly. He earned that way. And so you do, I think it is a calculation you've got to figure out. You've got to see where, where John Morant is, where Jaron uh, Jackson Jr. are before you make that move. If it, it seems like they can hold that locker room together, I think that's, this is the test of leadership. This is the test of emotional maturity and you know, where a franchise is, sort of has arrived at. Um, and I, I don't think anybody knows that question until you go for it. I, I mentioned earlier the uh, Celtics that, that you know when they, they pulled together the the big three era there with Dur- uh, Garnett and uh, and Ray Allen with Paul Pierce. They talk about a, a major fracturing point being a couple of years into that run where they trade Kendrick Perkins to Oklahoma City, and like as an on on court value proposition, it was kind of like well he doesn't score a ton, he doesn't rebound a ton. We feel like we can replicate that production elsewhere, but. The vibe of we have this thing that works, and he's somebody that is a, a, a you know helps us get to our best self defensively. Yada yada yada. That's something that those Celtics guys continue to talk about to this day. So it is a big decision. There's no doubt about it. But if your if your goal is to make yourself the best version of this team to win the title this season, I think you need a talent upgrade to be able to do it. And there there's there are opportunities. There's an opportunity to get one. So I think being a little too precious about the protections on a 2025 pick or whatever, if that's the, if that's the, the thing stopping you, it shouldn't stop you. If it's uh, John Morant doesn't think you should do this and the, the, the team doesn't seem like it's going to hold together afterward, that's a very different calculation. Would Dylan Brooks, by the way, have any independent – so Toronto doesn't – his only value in a Toronto deal might be his salary, in which case why include him in that deal? Let's, let's get some value for Dylan Brooks, someone who would value him – for the rest of this year, would he hold any independent value for whatever? I mean, the Knicks are trying to get OG themselves, would you know, and they have playoff aspirations. Is there any team out there that would actually give you something for Dylan Brooks? 
it's a good trade? question. I, I, th- I think you'd need, you would need some, you know, the kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You're not supposed to have this conversation. You'd need to have that conversation before you made a move to, uh, to get a sense of like, are you amenable to coming back here? Is, it, it, can, is this the, the start of not a three month relationship, but maybe a like four year and three month relationship. And I, I wrote this uh, in the summer at my old spot. I mentioned it before Christmas day at my, at my current spot. Um, I think Dylan Brooks is going to be a pretty fascinating player when we get to the 2023 free agent market, because I think there's a really good chance you wind up looking up, you know, if, if Harden stays put or, or, you know, uh, if Chris Middleton winds up working out a new deal with Minnesota or uh, Milwaukee, I think there's a good chance you look up and Dylan Brooks is like the best two-way wing on the market this summer. And that doesn't, might not sound like much, but they're like, um, Lou Dort just got like $78 million <laughs> over four years, right? And, and, and I'm not, I say that not to denigrate right. Lou Dort, but I'm saying like, yeah. I, if, if I'm Dylan Brooks, I'm saying I am at least worth that much money. So if you're, like, you're starting a, a proposition, like, are you going to pay Dylan Brooks $20 million a year? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what the market is for him, but I think he's, he might find it um, because there's just not a whole lot of a bankable young wing talent out there that can you can put on the floor in a big game. So um, I think that there, there very well may be a team that looks at it and says that's the attitude that we need. Like the, the culture that Memphis put together stems in some de- to some degree from that guy's not scared of anybody, and we could use some not scared of anybody on our roster that can also defend every number one scorer every night and not completely complain about it. Um, I think there is definite value to that. Uh, I think they probably would like to see him either make some more shots or take some fewer ones. Well, I was going to ask you about your all-star selections, but time is running out. I'll, I'll point people <laughs> to your piece, which is up. Uh, you actually are a voter, which is uh, nice. And, um, and your piece over at Yahoo uh, is up. I've tweeted it out. Thanks very much, Dan. I won't say two things very quickly, and then yes. I'll let you go. One is I'm a voter, so the starters vote I had something to say about. <laughs> I, the reserves one, I got nothing to do with. So if you don't like the stuff I said, don't worry about it. It has no meaning and no bearing for anybody. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks. On Twitter at Your Man Divine. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 